When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. For me. <laughs> Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hello and good evening, Rush Nation. Welcome back to another flagship show here on Monday. You'll be pleased to see Murph is back from his brief holiday hiatus and joining me again. Murph, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Yes, uh, took last week off, uh, had a little break. Um went away with the family which was really really nice and uh to recharge the batteries it's been uh it's been a difficult year um house move and <laughs> kitties getting covid a couple of times and everything so it's job, just been, all, yeah, yeah redundancy <laughs> and a new job yeah, it's, uh had some health issues myself at the start of the year so yeah mate it's uh yeah always good to just turn off and, and recharge but like, i mean you didn't need me last week last week's show was just terrific and you and ali did it a phenomenal job so uh you know gives me confidence so i can go away a bit more uh <laughs> and i'm sure people uh, enjoyed not having to listen to me for a week or so so that's always a, a bonus but no, good to be back we have a, a very good friend of mine on so i'm really excited for this one i'm so glad that we have uh have him here and i'll let you do the honors yeah so i'm super pumped to to meet this guy he was an inspiration for something that i've done later in this year as well um so joining us Talking of holidays, from his vacation home in Florida right now, that is dedication to the cause, um, we have the award-nominated Fantasy Sports Writers Association-nominated 
best fantasy football publication writer. Founder five years in of a row. Fantasy Football Expo. Yeah, five years in a row. Creator of the Fantasy Football Expo and the King's Classic. It's Bob Lung. Bob, how are you, sir? Doing great. Thank you. I, first off, I have to laugh the fact that we're doing a fantasy football show. You have the Red Sox. <laughs> I have the Indians on my shirt. <laughs> I, got, I was like, that one I'm doing. Just chuck that t-shirt on. I'll get in from work. I, and I didn't 10 minutes think about it. I'm like, he's got a Red Sox shirt on. I've got what are you both doing? I get in 10 minutes before we go live on air. It's a case of take me soon <laughs> off. Chuck anything on that's hanging up. <laughs> I hear you, man. Hey, thanks again for having me. Always great to uh, be back with Murph and Dan. Pleasure to meet you. And uh, do so. Yeah, I'm just so excited to be here to talk about all the gr- fun things that are going to be happening this summer, happening now, and will be happening in August. So uh, let's get to it. Awesome. So what have you been up to since you've last been on? Been busy writing another book. <laughs> writing another book, getting the 2022 Expo together. You know, but yeah, this is a kind of an annual vacation for me. Um, it's kind of my way to get the whole family together for at least one week. I mean, kids are grown, all have their own lives and jobs. So I said, well, I said a couple of years ago, I said, we're going to start having a family vacation. We're going to go to Fort Myers Beach. We're going to rent a house and just all relax. And then, you know, because, you know, we're both my wife and I are both accountants. So we come out of, you know, kind of a busy season. The kids are either coming out of school or. You know, whatever the case may be. And so uh, just a perfect time to be down here and uh, yeah, just enjoying it. And like you said, a lot of things going on and uh, it's a good busy, uh, but it is a busy <laughs> question. I was sending emails and had a Zoom meeting today with NBC Sports about the expo. They're the title sponsor. Uh, so yeah, it's just, you know, but I, I wouldn't have it any other way. I'd be bored if it wasn't like this. So. <laughs> and yeah, Sports sponsoring the expo. Yeah, that's yeah, I mean, it's just gone from strength to strength from when you came up with the idea. And we've talked about it many oh, times. I, I, it, it's, it, I mean, we're only in our third year and I'm just dumbfounded at the response, the excitement, the overwhelming Twitter hype. I mean, I just want to hug or high five every one of these people because God bless them for being as excited as I am. You know, it's like when, you, when it's your baby, you're always excited, right? Mm. But you never know how other people are going to feel until you start seeing it. And, you know, last year going from 75 people in 2019 to over 500 in 2021, uh, and, you know, hopefully we'll be heading towards 750 or maybe a thousand. I I just, every day just kind of have to pinch myself and go, is this real? Is this, I mean, so yeah, we're, uh, it's just been amazing. And and Murph, like you said, we, we talked about this a few years ago and, I said, you know, here's my thing I'm going to do. And you're like, oh, okay, cool idea. But you never know. And, you know, and I'm excited to know that you guys are working on an expo uh, in Europe uh, to do. And I'm my goal is to be there in 2023 and join you guys. Amazing. I mean, that'd be awesome. I mean, it was incredibly inconsiderate of you to start the expo in a year where none of us could travel out and experience it. So. <laughs> You're welcome. You know, we, we sat there with Jenna's eyes looking through Twitter no, and videos you, and pictures. No, it's so, yeah. and I mean, like, we're just going to have to find a way to make it. It's on my bucket list, and uh, especially being in the King's Classic, you know, I need to, I need to be in that room, and I need the draft. Like, I need to be yeah, in the Hall of Fame yeah. draft. So, um, I've got to, and I've got to give it to some of the guys in the league because. Uh, yeah, you got to. There's nothing better than the live draft. Do it in the Hall of Fame. That's what yeah, that is yeah. what it is. Better. It's a proper bucket well, list moment. So I've got to uh, 
I've got to make an appearance. I can do everything I can. Uh, that would certainly be a dream of mine is to have the entire uh, Dawson division, which is half international and half U.S., to all be there live, to be part of that draft. I mean, that would just be amazing for, you know, for you and mm. guys from Australia and South Africa and, you know, uh, Brazil and Mexico. I mean, it's just, that would just be awesome. But, yeah. you know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, and I'd be shocked. But, you know what, uh, we can all dream, right? Yeah, or worst case scenario, we're going to have to get all these. Well, the thing is, is because that international division is so big, <laughs> you've just named all the countries. There's no like middle ground that we can no, all go to. Yeah, Ohio is not the middle ground. I get it. <laughs> well, it is. It's almost. I mean, it's not for everyone, but right. um, yeah. But it'd be great to to do something. But we get online and we draft, and it's. Uh, I'm looking forward to this year's draft already. Mm. And uh, there's some great people in in the in the in the room and in, in, in the division. So, so it's a lot of fun. And um, yeah, it's just this is it now. You know, the fantasy football season starting to gear up. Yeah. Scott Fish Bowl invites are going out. Eliminators are, are on. Uh, you and I have Eliminators, Bob. Um, mm-hmm. You know, people thought we were worthy enough to host an Eliminator. I'm in the first one tonight, so we'll give that a go. Oh, yeah, you are. You've got your very first Eliminator. He's breaking his Eliminator yeah. cherry tonight, is, is Dan. So um, they're a lot of fun. There's still, I think there's still spots available. And I think if you use, there's a promo code now, I think I read today that, Use the yes. SFB12 promo code and mm. enter another one. You yeah. can get a shot into the SFB12 if you are, aren't already in it. So right. um, if you don't know what we're talking about with Eliminators, there are charity leagues that are run by uh, John Bosch. He's a great, um, mm. great ambassador in this industry. Uh, as I mentioned, I'm running a couple. Uh, Bob's, you got a couple, haven't you? One or two um, yeah. where you play with... Um, "Quote unquote celebrities." There's no way I'm a celeb, so I refuse to. We're all celebrities in our own mind. We just don't know. No, no, no way. But <laughs> regardless of that, um, you can play with. There's still a load of leagues open. So go on the scottfishbowl.com or search on Twitter for uh, FCE or FC Eliminator, um, which is, stands for Fantasy Cares. All the money's going to go pantry. Um, and there's a few other sort of different uh, divisions. We're do- doing separate prizes and stuff to enter. But people always ask me, how do you get into the Scott Fishbowl? Playing the Eliminators is a big part of it. But now there's a promo code. So if you aren't in the Scott Fishbowl, you really want to get in. Um, I'll try and post a link in the show notes later on. But if you don't want to wait for that, just search for go on to scottfishbowl.com or Google it. Find the Eliminators page um, and sign up for uh, a couple um and then you can just donate. You don't have to donate now. You can wait till payday um, yeah. and donate. Um, and you get to meet most of the celebs in there are pretty, pretty great um, and interact. Um, I've got to meet some great folks over the years um, who I've met purely from playing in their eliminators and they've been really chatty and, uh, and fun. So if you have a favorite in there and you play with them, then then do go ahead and do that. It's a, it's a massive thing. And, so. and John, John mentioned about it blowing up this year and I didn't even realize it. I kind of, I didn't forget. I just kind of got the. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. Notification like, hey, I, I forgot to donate. So I went to donate through the league safe, 
You know, they're already at, they're almost at $20,000 raised already. I know. That's amazing. And it's, I just, hats just off money. to John, hats off to everybody. That's what makes this community so great. You know, it's just, that's what I love, you know, and, and, um, and fantasy cares and Scott and everybody, but you know, the guys that on the side do this to help like John, like Sally, like, you know, all those people, that's what get this over the hundred thousand mark. I wouldn't be shocked if we hit 200,000 maybe this year. I know that mm-hmm. when we do the quarterback skills challenge at the, uh, at the expo, which is going to be in the indoor dome, um, the goal is basically to make that into a charity event and all the money will go to the fantasy cares as well. So, uh, you know, that'll help. And you know, I'm assuming a lot of people just, again, you don't have to donate much to get in it. We're just saying, Hey, just make a donation. And, you know, but, um, so I'm hoping to raise some money to that, give that to Scott and his group, um, and just keep, keep pushing this along. So, yeah. Yeah. It's just incredible, you know, for all the, all the things, positive, negative, and, you know, there is a bit of drama and there is a bit of this and, you know, yeah. we've had yeah. unfortunate circumstances where people have been taking league fees, etc. There is a lot more good than there is negative. Yeah. And that's, you know, why so many of us get, uh, get involved and play and write content and, and all of this. So yeah. um, exciting times, but it's also just, you know, you're on holiday, but it is an exciting time for you because two weeks ago you launched um, the 2022 Consistency Guide. Um, I talk about this all the time. And um, I agree. I, uh, in terms of uh, in terms of the guides that I've written, and in terms of mm. the on Twitter, and and anyone asks me, it's part of my toolkit. For me, it's an essential part of understanding how to get better at fantasy football every single year. The concept's the same, but in terms of the players and what they do on a year to year basis, it changes so much. And so, mm-hmm. if you can get your head around it. And you can understand consistency and you put it in such a way that anyone can. I try. <laughs> you do. You do an amazing job. It's why you've been nominated five years in a row for, for best fantasy football publication. Is in terms of trying to understand why it's so important. And we'll talk about a little bit of this in a minute. But mm-hmm. what's in terms of the guide, if you you know, we get new listeners all the time. People that are listening to this who might have been yeah. listening to us for years know already have the guide, bought the guide, go to buy the guide, a payday, whatever. Um, but and we'll put links into um the show notes where you can buy it on Amazon uh, and get it. Um, but if you're playing in the FFCC, we're going to give away uh, one guide per division, so 22 guides. Bob, Bob has donated 22 guides, yep. uh, nice. which is amazing. Um, amazing, really appreciate your support for that. So, one per division that we're going to do on draft day. So, if you're logged sure. in and active on draft day, we're going to give away a guide on the first day of the draft of the FFCC, which is sure. amazing. But just tell people, give us like the introduction as to how you came up with it, what is, um, what's in the content of the book of the guide, and and sort of yeah. why you created it and why, why it's so important. Yeah, I mean, anybody who's played even you know at least one year in fantasy football that. You know, if if you have that team or you see that team out there that seems to be scoring a ton of points, like maybe they're ranked in the top, you know, top 25% in scoring, but they seem to be losing every week. They'll say it's bad luck and, oh, I always get beat down by this, beat down by that. Well, what a lot of times that it really is, is the inconsistency of the players on their team. Uh, they're drafting guys who score a lot of points, but not necessarily on a consistent basis. So one week they'll score 30 then the next two, they score five, you know, then they come back on another 30 and the end of the year, like, Oh my gosh, how did this guy not help my team win? 
And I figured this out in 2002 when I had that scenario happen to me and I won't get into the full details on it, but um, it was at that point that I said, you know, if this couple of these players were a little bit more consistent on that team. I could have won more, two more games, made the playoffs and, and won the championship. I just needed to get there. And I missed, I was seven and seven uh, in the 14 games. So, you know, I started doing that. I'm a, you know, I'm an accountant by day. So as a bean counter, you start breaking down numbers and analyzing things and, and that started in 2002, and here we are 20 years later. And, um, you know, it got to a point where I was writing for sites. I created my own site then, finally started writing the book in 2015. And the book is basically just like any other fantasy football guide that you would buy, like Murph's or, you know, ESPN's or NBC Sports or whoever you buy. But the profiles are all 100%, all the articles, all the information is the consistency of these players on a weekly basis and how you might be looking at one guy thinking that, hey, you know, he's top five in scoring, but hmm, only, you know, 50 or 60% consistent, not helping your team. And so before you, when you're trying to make those decisions at draft time, having this data with you, you know, I always say, well, I'm the fries to the, you know, to the happy meal. Um, you know, you're going to buy that. You got to get your big stuff, but then you're going to use this and kind of lay it by your side and go, oh, well, if I have to choose between these two guys, man, I should take him because he's more consistent and not fall for the, oh, I'll take Tyler Lockett. Uh, hint, hint. Um, but <laughs> but uh, that's really what it's about. And so the guide kind of gives you the starting base. You read through it. You understand it. Then go to Big Guy Fantasy Sports, where I have all these tools that you can use for your own leagues. So the consistency report on there is an active change the scoring method, hit recalculate, you can download uh, the right into an Excel and you can then sort it and do it as you want with it. But you can then see how your scoring method makes players, you know, inconsistent or more consistent uh, because you might go, oh, well, you know, six points for passing touchdown. Well, that may take, you know, make somebody like Matthew Stafford move up a little higher, you know, where if it's, you know, only four points and it's six for rushing. Now some of the rushing guys like a Jalen Hurts might be a little bit higher. So, it really allows you to use it for your own league. Uh, and there's other uh, cool tools, and we'll probably talk about that a little bit later, but mm-hmm. a lot of good stuff on there. We write articles all year. And if you buy the book, there's a code in the book that you can go, and it's only 10 bucks for the whole season. So it works out. So it helps you kind of get through the draft with the guide, then use it during the rest of the season. Uh, and some of the tools are uh, seasonal-based, not draft-based. So good stuff. Yeah, it, it's an incredible tool. And as you say, it's not the end or be or It's not going to automatically right. transform your draft strategy or it's not going to make you go from last place to first place. Um, but what it will do is it will enable better decision making. So when you're creating your tiers, um, you can you can use the consistency guide to change your tiers. You can use the consistency guys then draft. Oh, well, I've got two guys in my tier. Which one should I go for? Uh, yeah, etc. Yeah. And I think what, what's key about it is you, you use this term, and I kind of want you to explain it uh, about clutch games and clutch rate, because mm-hmm. you basically draw a line in the sand on consistency saying, that game meant he was consistent. That mm-hmm. game meant he was not. Um, well, right. he hit a threshold and he's had a good game or clutch game. Or he's not. In a good, I mean, explain that concept and right. how that then forms the basis of uh, your consistency guide. Right. So the word clutch and consistency mean exactly the same thing in this world. 
Uh, it's just the fact that clutch is only five letters and consistency is a hell of a lot longer to type all the time. Uh, <laughs> they mean the same thing. Um, but so the clutch rate, you really start with the clutch factor. And that, that is a calculation of what a player at that position needs to score on a weekly basis to earn that clutch game or be, you know, uh, be in that. And what it is, is kind of, kind of trying to identify whether they made the top 12 in a typical 12 team league, one quarterback, the top 12, that's what that rate is going to be. Now, during the season, that rate will fluctuate a little bit as it does the averaging, it does the calculation. Um, so there could be weeks that they just miss or just, but anyway. Um, but the key is, is that some weeks there might be 14 quarterbacks that go over the rate. Next week, there might only be eight or nine. So it kind of averages out for the year to be the top 12. Then basically quarterbacks are top or 12, then top 24 running backs, top 36 receivers and top 12 tight ends. Because again, we're going with traditional 12 team leagues. Um, but what's cool is you can go in there and set the number of teams in your league, just like you could edit your scoring. So if you're in a 14 team league or a 10 team league, it will actually adjust the factor. And you can see if that hurts or helps some of the players and that might be just close enough to those on a weekly basis. So you might see a guy gain a couple or lose a couple, depending on, you know, how it flushes out with the clutch rate or clutch factor changing. Uh, and then of course, the more clutch games you earn, the higher your clutch percentages or your consistency percentage. So, you know, if they're 75% consistent, that's great. If they're 50% consistent, not so great. Uh, and so it's just a zero to 100. I tried to make that simple. So it wasn't a, well, it's a 4.38. You know, nobody knows what that means, but everybody knows 75% is pretty good. hundred percent is great and amazing uh, and everything in between. But usually a good player is 60% of, Great players, 75 or over, and then the elites are in the 85 plus, 90 plus. Um, and there are some elites. There are some elites. Um, Devontae Adams is an elite, you know, usually over 85, 90% every year. So, you know, they're out there. And we all know it, you know, it doesn't surprise anybody that Devontae Adams is elite at consistency. We get it. But that's not what's going to make the difference of you making the playoffs or not. It's the third wide receivers, the second running back, the backups that you get that could – you know, find some some boost uh, because they maybe had a great second half consistency wise. They might be up and coming, but if you don't have this information, you don't know they had a great second half consistency wise. So that's what we're there to share. We talk about undervalued players in the book. Um, you know, we'll update that all summer. So that's pretty much the whole clutch rating consistency. Try to make it simple. Try to make it you know easy for people to understand when they see the number that it means something. Nice, nice. I like it. So you've done the guides for five years now, six years, 2022. What, what's new in this year's guide? So I do have something super, and, and, and this one just came to me. This is literally before the guy was done. And I don't, I don't remember what player it jumped out at me or, or what came up. I know it has to do with the Kings Classic, and here's why. Uh, as, Ad or, yeah, as Murph knows, the Kings Classic <laughs> has one quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, one tight end, three more flex. Mm. So all of a sudden, it was like, you know, there are guys that, you know, the teams that did better than I did this year, which is most of them. Um, <laughs> I was like, man, I, I had, you know, again, it was kind of like my brain was like calculating and looking at things. It's like, 
how did they make it to the playoffs? It doesn't seem like they had, you know, all the great players. But then I started looking at some of the players that they had for most of the season, where they got them on waiver or drafted them late. And I was like, I wonder if they helped more. And so as I started thinking about it, I'm like, well, I can go into my consistency report and I can change the number of teams because I know that it multiplies the number of teams times two for 24 running backs. Well, if you have 24 running backs, but now you have one flex, then you really need to make it 18 because now it's times two gives 36 running backs. I need to really kind of see how it comes into play. Wide receivers is three times. So now we want, you know, more wide receivers. So now I'm going to adjust that to the fact that there could be five wide receivers on a team. <laughs> so I started adjusting the team numbers and I created new clutch factors based on one, two, and three. And I call it flex consistency. So for example, and then what, what, what you'll see, and it's the chart looks like this and it's green in the book. Well, it's not green in the book, it's black and white, but it's shaded. So <laughs> what it shows is a guy like Kirk Cousins, Base consistency last year was only 63%. Not terrible. He was actually 12th in consistency because quarterbacks weren't that consistent. But just going to Superflex, and this is where the quarterback scenario comes into play. We have played a lot of Superflex. He goes from 63% to a Superflex. Now we're two quarterbacks. His consistency, because the clutch factor has dropped, he goes to 81% and becomes sixth overall. Wow. Um, um, top, Ryan Tannehill is the most amazing one. So Ryan Tannehill last year, one quarterback scenario. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. 35%. If you go to Superflex, he jumps to 71%. If you go to Superflex plus one, which would be getting three quarterbacks because you need a backup, he's now 82%. So what it's showing is these guys were close enough but didn't get over that edge for this, this level. But this level, now Superflex, all of a sudden becomes more valuable. Um, Daniel Jones jumps from 36% to 64% mm-hmm. in Superflex. Um, so that's what it was. So that's a super flex for quarterbacks. And then it goes basically one, two, three flex. So if you're in a one flex league, you can see the consistency based on that. And again, same thing, you know, running backs, uh, David Montgomery jumps from 62% to 85%, just one flex. 
And do you know what? You bring this up because it's it's so true. And this is for people who walk away from a draft slightly disappointed. Mm-hmm. Because everyone looks at their team and think, I, I smashed my draft. I'm really happy. Executed mm-hmm. my plan. Right. Got everything right. Or, you know, you, you sit there and you draft and I'm not too happy with that. And what you'd be amazed, especially in deep formats and charity leagues, um, and I've told this story before, I'll tell it again now, is in the Warrior Bowl in 2020, the inaugural season, my draft was horrific. I walked away with Josh Allen, Alvin Kamara, a couple of pieces. But really, the draft plan kind of went awry. And a lot of those pieces, I drafted like Michael Thomas, and then a week later, he was announced mm, he wasn't playing. Yeah. Things yeah. like that. Like, a lot of things kind of went wrong in, in that draft. But then what happens is, and this is where your guide becomes so valuable week to week, is when you play the waiver wire, you can get an edge in the in-season management because you'll have, as you say, those flex guides. If you're playing in leagues, especially with two flex, three flex, uh, as some of these bigger tournaments and deeper tournaments, Mm -hmm. deeper formats are, where the flex is the flexes make a huge difference. People just think, oh, okay, well, I'll just put anyone in it and don't right. give it a lot of thought. The amount of leagues, I mean, I came second in the original Warrior Bowl. No, I remember you did well, And all because I absolutely ruled the waiver wire, but I didn't have a team of superstars. I had a team of a couple of superstars, but I had a lot of really consistent guys right. who just put mm-hmm. up 10, 12 points every week. So it was never among, I mean, I was for a period amongst quite the high scorers because my scores wouldn't dip. They'd be around that 200, 220 mm-hmm. a week, right. putting up points every week because they were guys that were going to do that. Right. And that's where the, the mind shift sets. Everyone thinks I need to go and get the big names, the big star players, and then don't think about the benches or don't think about bench management or don't even think about the flexes. They just think about, oh, I need to get a running back one. I need yeah. to get a second running back one in my running back two spot because that gives me an advantage. I need to get a big tight end so I've got an advantage of that position. And they think when they've done that, oh, well, I'll draft whoever, it doesn't matter. And that's where, or I'm going to shoot for the moon. So I'm going to go and draft Will Fuller because I know we can have a week where he scores 40 points and then you'll have 14 weeks where he scores nothing because he's suspended or injured or whatever <laughs> it is. And I, and, I, and I get that philosophy to a degree, especially late mm. on in draft. If you're in the last three, four rounds of a draft, sure, take a shot because you're probably going to cut the guy anyway. But it, it's the rounds seven through 11, I think for me are the real critical part because you'll go. some people reach for those moon guys too mm-hmm. early and yeah. go and shoot for oh, well, on yeah, high upside. This guy's <laughs> going to go and score 40 points if it all breaks right or 30 points or whatever it is. So, yeah, but to do that, he's going to have like 12 bust weeks. So he's going to cost you if you put him in your lineup chasing yeah. the high upside. Whereas you're better off. And I, this is the last couple of years, round eight, these guys have been available. Brandon Cooks, round eight, the last three years. I had him last year, a lot of leagues. Oh, right. so many leagues because he's so consistent. Mm-hmm. He's not going to give you that high 25-point yeah. week, but he's going to get you a lot of those 12, 15. 15. Yep. Yeah, exactly That's that. Cool. You know, as well on top of that, you know, you had other guys who were in that range. Marvin Jones has been in that range, mm-hmm. ninth round every year. He's a similar sort of player. You know, Jarvis Landry used to be that guy. Jarvis Landry mm-hmm. used to be that guy. He was never going to put up loads of uh, wide receiver one weeks, but he was always going to put up 
a top 24 week most weeks. And I think that is so underrated. And that's where the good players take advantage, Mm -hmm. not just in drafts, but they take advantage everywhere because they stack these players on their roster and they've always got that surplus. I know I'm going to get 10, 12 points here and they allow their superstars to win them the week. So, Well, while most people on the waiver wire are like, who could have like 40 this week? Oh, maybe we'll take this guy because he had 40 last week. Guess what? He won't. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, everybody jumps on the waiver wire to get the guy that just had the huge one-week wonder. Mm. Everybody's all over him, dropping half or 80% of their budget for fab. And you're like, I I got this guy for five bucks in fab. And he's going to score me ten to fifteen every week. I'll take that guy. But that's not what that's not what how it normally works. You know, it's always oh, I got to get the guy that just had the huge week because he'll do that every week. No, he won't. And, and he hasn't been a superstar like, in the league for five years. He's not going to be a superstar suddenly the exactly. next two weeks, right? And, and there is a hundred percent a place to take that shot if you're projected right. to lose your matchup the following week by thirty five points, right. and you like. There's not really much choice. I've got a load of players on by. I have to shoot for the moon to have any shot of winning this week. It's a viable strategy. There is a time and a place to take shots on the waiver wire on high upside guys who have big games. But at the same point, there is times to play it. If you've got a nice size lead or you're projected to win by a reasonable amount, take the consistent guys, stack your roster for future weeks. Um, you know, one of the things I talk about in the playbook this year, and it's not out yet, and will be out hopefully, yeah, wait, it, is to talk about bench management because it's such a weak part of games um, and, and managers' games. Is people don't realize, you know, for me, you have to play, you need to rotate at least two members of your bench every week, if not three. Yeah. Right. And you have to constantly be working the waiver wire. You should be picking two or three players up every week, and you should be picking up very consistent players. And then if you want to take that moonshot, mm. you can do that. And you might right. not play the moonshot, but if it's not costing you a lot of fab or you know it's not costing you waiver priority, it's not a big thing. But right. it's a case of having that balance of, I want to pick guys who can fill a roster, who can get me those 10, 15 points. But you know what? If I'm really in a back-against-the-wall situation, late injury, I'm just going to throw it with a load of upside players if I'm projected to lose by a significant yeah. amount. Why not? Um so I think it's it's and this is where your guide and what you've just talked about is so resonates more with me than than I mean a lot of the stuff does anyway. And I talk about it for for ages, but this really does because people underestimate the flex position mm-hmm. by a long, long way, and it's the flex position that wins you leagues. It really does. People do not get that concept enough that actually it's the flex position because. Mm-hmm. Everybody, if you're in a 12-team league and you're playing a one quarterback, everyone's going to have a decent quarterback. Yes, Josh Allen's going to score 120 more points than than Kirk Cousins. But you got to draft him in round two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then you're going to have a Derek Henry or a Christian McCaffrey or whatever, and he's going to score 120 points more than their RB1. You know, it, it, those kind of positions will tend to work themselves out within about 100 points. Right. But it's the flex positions – you're looking, look at your leagues, look at who those players who won their leagues, look at who mm-hmm. they started in their flex continuously mm-hmm. week on week. And I guarantee you that's where you will see the difference between the league winners and the teams that finished near the bottom. And usually the league winner is the guy who drafted the guy in round 12 who mm-hmm. ends up being top 10 or you know, top 20 yeah. in one of the positions. You're like, how did he get him? Well, because he whether he saw the consistency or just, you know, made a good call, 
um, that's the kind of stuff that that flex guy can make a huge difference um, because it's usually that person that you took a chance on, thought there was some good consistency there. Hey, I think this guy can you know bring it through, and then it worked out. So, mm. Bob, can I ask? And it's it's not on our plan that we had to ask, but does the consistency model on a weekly basis does it factor in injuries where players have missed weeks? Not really. Um, I used to calculate. Uh, I kind of use a calculation called X consistency that's in the guide. And what that does is it, it kind of takes us the weekly average uh, fantasy points and then times their consistency model. And what it actually does is show that here's a guy that might have missed four or five games. And if you can play a whole season, they're just as consistent as this person. Mm-hmm. So it helps kind of even the field. But, yeah. you know, I, I've never really figured out a way to take into that um, the only way I, I, I did have a calculation once and I kind of, I forget what I called it and I, I don't do it anymore, but literally what it was, was here's the, um, it was kind of, uh, fantasy points per game times consistency times percentage of games played. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if a guy is 80% consistent, played all hundred, hundred percent of the games, 80% mm-hmm. total. Guy only played fifty percent of the games. Now his consistency is only forty percent. But then I'm like, uh, is it really forty percent? I mean, so yeah. you could calculate that, but trust me, people kind of know who's injury prone, who's not. You know, I mean, obviously, if you're going into this year and you're looking at a, you know, CMC or Barkley or you know those kind of guys, or Dalvin Cook, um, you're you know that you know when they play. They're the best, but do I take that chance? And after being burned two years by CMC and the last couple of years by Barkley, you know, I'm looking. I mean, we've been Murph, you know, certainly. Been, I don't know, Dan. Are you in our mocks every month? No. Nope. Okay. So we do this mocks no, every February, <laughs> and you know, um, this is the one we're doing right now. I got Barkley in round three, but mm. I have Derrick Henry. You know, so I'm like, well. If they both stay healthy, which again is starting to become a bigger if for the both of them, I, I would kick ass. I go, but you know it's the chance you're taking. So it, it really is tough. I mean, I, I don't really have a calculation for it that I think makes sense, but I, I totally look at it. But it's usually more in the profile, like this guy, you know. And I'm sure I said it about both Barkley and CMC in the profiles in the written part. Just you know what you're getting, but you also know what chances you're taking. Yeah. Just, just like, you know, Davin Cook's never going to be around for your fantasy football playoffs. Right. <laughs> and same reason you've always said, Murph, Zeke's always going to be a top 10 running back at the minute because he's going to actually stay on the field. Because he'll play, he'll play 18 oh. games. But it's not sexy, it's not amazing, but he will consistently put up yeah. enough points to score up there because he'll stay on the field. And that's, yeah. that holds the value as much as... Sure. Um, it's not sexy though, is it? No, but, <laughs> but winning is. No, no one Nobody cares. Also... No one cares about the person who came fourth. No, nope. no one cares about the person who came fourth. Second, yeah. maybe, but no one, no one really cares. You know, the amount of teams, and and this is where I love the the guide is because the guide probably you will probably not end up as the number one team in scoring in your league. Probably not. If if you follow the guide mm-hmm. to the to the letter, and you shouldn't, you should never follow anything to the letter. Not saying it's not a great resource, but <laughs> if you followed it to the absolute letter, you probably will not finish top in scoring. And that's kind of the point because to finish top of the scoring, you have to have so many statistical outliers mm-hmm. in order for it to happen. You have to have drafted somebody 
miles behind their ADP um, in order for it to have happened. You need a hell of a lot of injury. You need injury luck to go your way. You need everything to kind of just break your way to finish top in scoring. But if you build a consistent roster and you finish third, fourth in scoring, you'll probably go into the playoffs in a lot better shape as the person, you know, look at, look at your league's history, go to your home Mm -hmm. league and look at the top person in scoring in the regular season and work out how many times that person won their league. I reckon, and I'm just spitballing here, it's probably less than 50%. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I would say, maybe 33%. Because how many times do we hear about the top team, the top scoring team, well, I led my team in league, I led my league in points, and then didn't win the playoffs. Right. I got seed against the sixth seed, and it's absolutely stupid, because I got a bye, and then the sixth seed won, and then they beat me, and then the sixth seed goes on and wins the league. Because they're the consistent roster, they just had, they didn't have all the guys. They just had a lot of dudes that didn't yeah. put the points up, and that that's what this does. Yeah, no, it's it. I mean, I in fact, I remember one year in one of my work leagues, I went thirteen and zero. It was first place, uh, first overall total points, just dominating. Then man, first week of the playoffs against whatever it was six seed or four seed or whatever it was. Every every one of my players took a dump, <laughs> and I lost. And it, it was just like. Yeah, it happens. No, you're right, and and you know, again, and you want, and I think that's where the injury stuff comes into play. Even even bigger is you know those guys like Dalvin Cook and like some of these guys who don't make it through the season. Um, now, last year, I think there was certainly not only was there injuries, but the COVID certainly has thrown a wrench into this the last couple of years about guys, you know, or and it's not always the star players. It's two linemen are out this week with COVID, and all of a sudden the running back can't, you know. Put up the usual numbers. That's the kind of stuff I'm hoping this year we can finally. Maybe they'll have monkeypox. I don't know what's next, but <laughs> um, that that was more frustrating than than actual injuries because mm-hmm. those could came up like that. Like it'd be like Sunday morning, like oh, and you know, Lawrence Jack or uh, Lamar Jackson has COVID. Yeah, today. What? I was not counting on this. <laughs> So I'm hoping that kind of stuff goes away. That's certainly been a pain in the last couple of years. But yeah, it's um, you know it's definitely re- a great analogy. I, I appreciate that. No, it, it and and I mean it because it's it's phenomenal. But let's let's talk about some players in each position, right? So because I want I want people to buy the book, and again, going to put put it out there in the in the notes, and definitely, and I'm going to share it on Twitter as well. Again. Um, to go and buy this because it's not expensive. It's 11 pounds, something it's 11 pounds and change on Amazon. Um, it's not a lot. I'm also going to uh, buy a few copies um, to give away. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
so to support bob and and everything he does for this podcast and uh you know buy some copies and we'll give away some copies um and i'll tell you how to do that at the end of the show but i'm gonna get some for our expo raffle there you go perfect this is how it's gonna work so Let's talk about some players to give some sort of context mm-hmm. to, to this and bring yeah. it to examples. We'll start at quarterback. And mm. in terms of, you've mentioned Kirk Cousins already because he was someone who finished reasonably high in scoring. Mm-hmm. He was a top 12 quarterback, but his consistency rating was, you know, not the best. Um, but is there anyone that would really surprise listeners from a quarterback perspective who finished quite high in scoring? but actually wasn't all of that consistent. And actually you'd be better off looking at other options. Um, so I'm going to say the player that I'm going to list there is all of the quarterbacks. <laughs> okay. and here's why, because it was, it was a very, very down year for all quarterbacks in consistency. Um, you know, just a couple of years ago, Mahomes was, you know, 95% and we've seen some very big numbers. And again, I don't know if it's the extra game, or the COVID, again, that took out key players. But, I mean, at the top of the list is Josh Allen, who was, you know, uh, first in total points. And he was first in consistency at 82%. Now, that doesn't suck, but that's first place. I mean, you'll see in, like, wide receivers and running backs, there's guys, there's going to be multiple players over 85 90 100%. But quarterbacks, so Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, who always were consistent, were second in total points, fourth in total points, 71%. That's not Patrick Mahomes' numbers. That's not Tom Brady numbers. Mm-hmm. So if those two guys can't get their consistency too high, then – and the rest, like I said, um, you know, uh, 12th place in consistency was Kirk Cousins at 63%. I mean, these are all players who are top 12, so should be starters, right? Um, Jalen Hurts, 67. Russell Wilson – 64. Um, Lamar Jackson wasn't even in the top 12. He was only 62%. Uh, you know, Justin Herbert was third at 76, but Matthew Stafford was tied with him at 76. And yet Matthew Stafford's going around. I'm getting him round nine in our mock drafts. Yeah. Why? They lost Robert Woods. They got Allen Robinson. They still have Cooper Cup. They still have Tyler Higby. They, I mean, it's like, what changed that all of a sudden Matthew Stafford is worthless? Not worthless, but round nine? So it, it just dumbfounds me how this, but, you know, Joe Burrow was uh, 69%. So quarterbacks as a whole, and I guess what I'm trying to get to is the fact that I'm not sure it's worth reaching for Josh Allen. Um, maybe a Justin Herbert, you know, but if you can get Stafford or Brady, I mean, Mahomes is still going in fourth, fifth round. We used to have to draft him in the second round. Yeah, he lost Tyreek. We don't know. So I'm kind of staying away from him. Um, but, yeah, I think quarterbacks as a whole last year just weren't consistent. I'm not sure I'm going to see much improvement this year because I feel like, um, you know, teams, they're throwing the ball a lot. But because of that, the clutch factor just kind of hangs at a 19, 20 points a game. And again, teams are just kind of doing what they need to do. And I, and maybe it'll improve this year if we have better on the health side for, mm. especially without the COVID, but I, and whether it's that or not, I don't know, but quarterbacks as a whole were down last year. And so, yeah. Yeah. And I think to add to that quarterback scoring was down last year. You do the comparison of 2020 to 2021 
weeks one through 17, I think six players were averaging over 23 points per game mm -hmm. uh, last year. That number through weeks one through 17 was just the one and it was Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. um, there weren't, we're not seeing those high scoring games, but we're not seeing those consistently high threshold mm -hmm. um, games that, that we used to, um, that we used to see from sort of top winning performance weeks. You know, it used to be, used to be for a top five week you used to need for a quarterback to finish in the top five needed 27 28 points mm -hmm. probably around that 26 mark maybe you know last year it was around about 24 points so yeah. we are seeing a bit of a dip in scoring because running backs are becoming more popular they are running teams are running the balls more they're using the committee so you know i think we're in a slight trend here where quarterback scoring is not going to be at those elite levels mm -hmm. that they were, but also on top of that is the, the quarterback plays got better. So there isn't that many bad quarterbacks anymore. Even five years ago, mm -hmm. five years ago, you still had bad quarterbacks in the league. You still had quarterbacks who mm -hmm. were propping up the table. I mean, you look at the class of 2021, who was the worst quarterback that was playing in the NFL last year? The, uh... I mean, you, you're talking about. Uh, well, no, that's what I mean. You're talking about you, you, you either you either naming a rookie or right. Taysom, you know, Jones, Tate. Jared Goff. You know, but it, it, it was probably right. Trevor Simeon, and and it was probably what was going on in, in New Orleans, right? Trevor Simeon and oh yeah, Taysom Hill and yeah, and Taysom right. Hill. But right. they weren't that bad. Like they weren't they weren't terrible. Like we weren't we're right. not talking about they were off a cliff terrible. Um, and in fantasy football, you know, your bottom scorers. I mean, people thought Davis Mills was a joke. He had a good season. I mean, th this is what I mean. Like the standard of quarter play, uh, quarterback play now is it's bunched up those bottom guys. So mm -hmm. from a consistency perspective, it's raised the floor of quarterback play, which means that in mm -hmm. order to fall over that line, you need to perform better. Right. So as I, I think, you know, part of the factoring is you right. don't have quarterbacks only putting up like five, six points a week anymore mm -hmm. like you were five years ago. So right. even if you had a bad week, you were still being able to get a clutch game because you had people that were lowering the average because they were so bad. Right. Whereas now, I don't think you have... I, I can't remember single QB weeks that often now. You get a couple, but right. there aren't many. And let injury aside, take the injuries out, whereas right. people like Lamar went down, Kyler Murray went down, Russell Wilson went down. Take them out. I can't recall too many single weeks where quarterbacks were getting eight, nine points. I'm sure it happened. I'm sure people can see examples. So I think... Yeah, I mean, there are certainly games that things like that happen. Usually that's more weather-related. Like, mm -hmm. if you remember the Josh Allen game against the Patriots mm -hmm. where, you know, it was like 80-mile-an-hour winds and, and it was like 13 to 10 and all they did was run the ball and, you know, Josh Allen threw like seven passes. And, yeah. You know, that stuff happens. You know, we get it. I mean, it, you know, but... Uh, We're going back to Jameis Winston here in London against the Panthers. Five interceptions. No, let's not. Let's not do that. <laughs> let's not do that. He's in. He's in New Orleans. Headache now. So thanks. He can throw five interceptions. Yeah. <laughs>
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Yeah, I think, uh, but I don't know. I mean, as, as you say, I think um, I think you you make the case of advocating for someone like Josh Allen, Patrick. I mean, I'm with you. Patrick Mahomes is absolutely not going to be on any of my teams this year because there's no value. You know, you're talking about the QB four last year. It was the QB four the the year before, mm-hmm. and you're having to pay QB one overall price for Patrick Mahomes. It could be a safe floor, and you'll be fine, but. For what right. you're going to have to give up, you know, it's it's never going to it's never going to generate. Josh Allen, you can make an advocation for because he's been the QB one the last two years. He does put up those weeks, but as you say, he's not the most. I mean, he's the most consistent quarterback as he well, is. but he doesn't but, put up that big number. But it's it's a hard one. Lost Brian Gable too. Gable. Mm, that's true. And so, mm. like, okay, can he continue to be you know at that level with losing his favorite? Quarterbacks go OC kind of guy. We assume he will, but then again, it, you know, we'll, again, if you want to pay second round for him, that, that's your decision. But I said I'd rather wait till round seven, eight, nine and get yeah. some of these other guys like Stafford or, you know, Brady, um, Brady or, you know, um, Burrow. Well, I think Burrow goes around five or six, but still, I, I'm okay with waiting to that point because by then I should have two good, consistent. You know, running backs, wide receivers, kind of scenario going. So, yeah, absolutely. I like it. So, what about running backs? Where are we at with with those guys? Um, is you know, needs to be found. I think there is. Um, you know, again, I I love Murph uh, doing this mock draft because to me, it really. I mean, I can look at ADPs in March, but they're not always that good. So, I kind of rely on our mock draft, and I appreciate this. Murph to kind of look at and go, hmm, I like that value there. Like that, you know, and again, they change from month to month, but I feel like mm-hmm. what we're doing in May now is pretty close to where I think, yeah, again, things will change and there'll be, you know, injuries and stuff. But I know, you know, right now, I think obviously, like I said, there's these major injuries and CMCs and the Barclays and the Dalvin Cooks and, you know, Derrick Henry, in fact, in, in addition. You know, certainly make that first round a little bit more interesting this year. You know, I've been in the third spot the whole time, and I just can't not take Derrick Henry there. Um, I I want to change, but I just go, "Mm, I gotta I gotta take him. Um, But you know, uh, I I just feel like this is the kind of year that you know, if you want to take Cooper Cup, I could take Cooper Cup in third spot. I don't think I would get too much flack for it. You know, I mean. Um, because you know he's going to get the volume. He's going to, staff is going to love him, and it's going to continue. 
Um, but I think that certainly makes it not so obvious. It used to be like, oh, well, there's always going to be, you know, mm-hmm. nine or 10 running backs taking the first round. I, I think that's going to change this year. Some, I think some people are going to be like, well, you know, I can get more consistency out of Cooper Cup or Devontae Adams or, you know, Justin Jefferson or, you know, so I think things will change a little bit, but I feel like there's still lots of value. Um, you know, the Calvin Kamara thing with what could happen there certainly pushed him in the, into the second round we've never seen before. You know, Zeke Elliott is going in the second, third round in some mock drafts I've done. Uh, obviously, I talked about taking Barkley in the third round in, in our mock draft. Um, you know, those three guys alone, just amazing that they've fallen this far. And I get it. But on the other hand, it's like, wow, are we really that down? And I, and I always laugh about the older veterans losing. You know, they're not the shiny toy anymore. So now we're, you know, drafting Brees Hall in, you know, round two. You know, yeah. Right? Um, you know, or, um, you know, Joe Mixon is pretty high this year, even though he still only had 63% consistency because he was fourth in total points. He's going the first round. I'm like, no, don't do that, please. Um, but guys like that, um, I feel like, you know, there's late round value. Uh, Kareem Hunt's going around seven. Um, mm-hmm. you know, people have to realize this is his contract year because. Well, he's, well, he's a cut risk. Right. I mean that. That's why he's in seven. But I think if he, uh, okay, I guess because I didn't like that. because of the fact you've they've got the Ernest Johnson right. and they've got the and they got Cream Hunt, they're going to cut one because they can cut both for zero. Um, uh, okay. Hunt's on almost six mil. The Ernest Johnson's on half that. Yes, Kareem Hunt is the better player, and from a logical standpoint and perspective. Right it makes more sense to keep Kareem Hunt if you're going to win this year. But can they justify three million extra at the running back position? Do they need to use that money elsewhere? And I think that's going to go all the way down to camp. I think it's going to be, I think Kareem Hunt will probably be okay, but I'm not going to sit here and say that he is a lock to make that roster. Um, But then he, and then it's where he turns up because if he turns up in, if he turns up in a messy backfield like Jacksonville, you know, where, what, what are you going to do? Like, you yeah. Just... Uh, okay. There's, that's fair. Um, <laughs> another guy I like late round is Damian Harris. Uh, and I realize that New England's always kind of a question mark of, are we going to, but Damian Harris was so good last year. So consistent during the year, uh, especially in that second half of the season, I felt like, yeah, they had the opportunity to really let Stevenson and others. And yeah, I know they're going to, they drafted a couple and they've got some guys, but, I feel like they're going to give Damian Harris all the chance in the world. Um, they don't have Josh McDaniels now, so I'm hoping that the guy's smart enough to realize that Harris seems to be the most talented of the seven or eight or whatever they've got running backs wise. Uh, so I like him because he's going round six and getting him as my third running back. So again, it's one of those, well, if he ends up being my flex, that's a good thing too. So mm. I like him. Um, David Montgomery, you know, he's going to get the ball there. I, I don't see how he doesn't. They, mm. He certainly runs hard. Uh, definitely get Khalil Herbert as, as his handcuff because he certainly has a tendency to run a little. He's like Chris Carson. He kind of runs like a battering ram, which then usually puts him out for a few games. Uh, and then super late, Naheem Hines mm-hmm. last year did nothing and everybody forgot about him. But they got Matt Ryan now at quarterback. And Matt Ryan loves to check down where Carson Wentz mm-hmm. did. Uh, so I really like him making, making a comeback to a couple of years ago when he was you know, in that top 30 running backs, but you're getting them, you know, almost for free in these drafts. 
Uh, and Marlon Mack, um, you know, just a couple of years ago, Marlon Mack was a thousand year thousand year runner before Jonathan Taylor showed up. Yeah, I know he got hurt. But it's been two years since he he tore his Achilles, um, and I feel like Houston really didn't go out to get anybody any better. I mean, yeah, they drafted somebody. I don't remember who it was now. Um, but they didn't get anybody like in free agency to try to take over. Um, I think they got Daryl Williams. Oh, they got they got this. They drafted Brian Robinson and uh, no, Damien Brad Damien Pierce. Pierce. Yeah. Florida, I mean, he's a banger. But the, the problem the problem is, in, in, and this is where it will depend on what Lovey Smith does as a coach, right? Is they just had last year that position was completely disrespected in Houston oh. because it was Rex Burkhead, Daro, and Gabor. No, he because he was in. Uh, he was in- Oh, David Johnson was there. But they- David Johnson, who was barely used. They had about four or five backs who just basically that no one got a relevant role. Right. Um, but it is a different coaching staff. It is a different team. Mm-hmm. So it is, you know, there is every chance Marlon Mack comes out. I don't think he's going to win an entire role. But as you said, for, for the, what you're paying for Marlon Mack, which is nothing. Nothing. Right. I'm buying, I'll buy the lottery ticket all day long because do you know what? If he gets 60% of that role, he's going to be effective right. um, because no one's had 60% of that role since. David Johnson had that one good year there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's been a long time in Houston yeah. since anyone, you're probably going back to Lamar Miller, really. I think it was the last time in Houston. Oh, yeah, right, 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 right. A relevant running back. So I think it could happen because as you say, Rex Burkhead's made a glass. He'll go down anyway. Um, you know, they've got Dara and Gabawale. I think he'll do something. I think, you know, Damien Pierce will get some work. It, 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 the only thing that worries me about Marlon Mack is touchdowns. But I think, you know, if he gets yeah, to the 20s, he'll make up with the receptions. Right. Like you said, I look, you know, kind of going back to our conversation about flex. Mm-hmm. I look at Marlon Mack says, if I can get him, like you said, practically for free in the drafts, if he becomes a good flex player, definitely if, like, I can get him in the Kings Classic as like my third flex. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like he can get eight to ten points a week, and that's perfect. That's what yeah, I want. Completely, um, agree. you know. And completely yeah, agree. he may not score a ton of touchdowns, but if he can stay healthy, which I assume he can, he had you know really hasn't put any miles on the wheels in a couple of years because he's just been a backup. Uh, that he should be pretty healthy, and I would think he'd play with a chip on his shoulder. You know, all the stuff that you want when you're looking at those late round people, like. Who's got a chip on his shoulder that wants to prove that he's not done in the NFL? Well, Marlon Mack has all the incentive in the world. If he can run well, then, you know, he might get a bigger, you know, better contract down the road, go to a different team, you know, be more valuable. I mean, he's only 24, 25. Yeah. There's yeah. definitely so, knowledge there. Yeah. So that's another Fair enough. <laughs> what about wide receivers then, Bob? Have you seen – some of the biggest names in the, in the sport change teams this year. Do you think their consistency is going to take a dip as a result of that? You know, I, I, I really looked at those guys that changed to take major roles, and I just don't see it too many reasons. Like Tyreek Hill going to Miami because of Tua, I don't think Tua is a great quarterback. But Mike McDaniels is there who used Tebow Samuel as a runner, and if he does that – Tyreek certainly has a lot of value there if they maybe use him in that realm. Um, he's a little smaller than Debo, so you know I think you can run him as much. But <clears throat> I feel like they're gonna—they paid him all the money. They traded half their team away. 
So they've got to use him and they've got to put him into a place to be effective. And I think Mike Badano has that talent. If they had, you know, last year's coach, um, maybe I wouldn't have been as excited, but I'm, I'm definitely excited about Tyreek going there. Um, you know, we've got Devontae going to Oakland or Oakland. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> you know, but he's reuniting with Derek Carr. I mean, we know damn well Derek Carr's going to throw the ball to him 15 times a game. Um, that's just not going to go away. So that I can, I don't see any reason why that consistency will change much. You know, AJ Brown, I, again, they got him for a reason. I feel like Jalen Hurts has the arm to do it. So if they can just, you know, use him more, um, you know, that might hurt, you know, a guy like Devontae Smith a little bit, but I don't, I don't think it's going to hurt AJ Brown. So I'm okay with all the movement uh, from that standpoint. The only ones I'm, the only one I'm really worried about is Seattle. Um, DK Metcalf, I mean, Tyler Lockett is too inconsistent when he had Russell Wilson, so that's not even an option. But DK Metcalf is the one that I'm a little worried. If they continue to go with this um, brilliant idea that Drew Locke is their future or Geno Smith, DK Metcalf could be in a world of trouble. Um, you know, so that's that's probably the only scenario that scares me. It's not that Metcalf left or went to a different team. It's the fact that they got Drew Locke as their starter. Um, other than that, um, you know, when it comes to value, I always feel like there's always tons of value, especially in the consistency world, because people yep. look away at consistency. So the guys that are, you know, 24th or 30th in total points, but they're, you know, top 20 in consistency. Those are my, always my favorite guys to get. Um, you know, so like last year, some of the guys that I really like is guys like Tyler Boyd. I mean, last year he was a good value. Now he's like, I think his ADP is like wide receiver 54. Mm -hmm. This guy was 30th in total points, 32nd in consistency, and went like 70% over the, like the last, you know, like like the end of the year. He was really clicking with uh, Joe Burrow. Uh, and I just feel like he, he's kind of like Joe Burrow's security blanket. Like I get it, Jamar Chase and Ty Higgins, T Higgins, they do what they do. And they'll still be very good picks. But again, again, looking at the flex spot, if I've got an extra flex spot for a, a wide receiver, I'm putting Tyler Boyd there. I mean, I just feel like he will continue to get six catches for 50 yards. That's 11 points. Guess what, kids? That's a clutch game. So that's going to help you. Yeah, he's not going to set the world on fire, but that's the guy you want is your flex or second flex or third flex or whatever the case may be. Uh, Tyler Boyd is definitely uh, one of those. Alan Lazard's another one. Uh, yeah. They didn't go out and get anybody too amazing. So we know how much, if you looked at the end of last season, Lazard put up like five out of six clutch games mm -hmm. um, in, with Aaron Rodgers. And so I feel like he's got, he's got the trust. Is he going to get 15 targets a game like Devontae Adams? Probably not, but he's really the only best option and the only option that Aaron Rodgers trusts. And Aaron Rodgers has a big problem with rookies and youngsters and people that he doesn't have faith in. And, we saw that with MVS last year. MVS played a lot of games and had the opportunity, but he dropped a lot of balls, uh, you know, and so he moved on. So I like him. Uh, the one that really surprises me, because he's always been in the top at least 30, if not top 25, yeah. ADP-wise the last couple of years, is Cortland Sutton. Yeah. And Cortland Sutton now is sitting at, like, wide receiver 33 ADP-wise. And I'm like, wait a minute, you, you got Russell Wilson. Shouldn't it go up? And, uh, and, and you've got Jerry Judy in legal trouble. Yeah, and now Jerry Judy's in legal trouble. But 
Well, he's the absolute steal. Jerry Judy was not as consistent as Cortland Sutton the last couple of years. It's like, no. how do you go from a guy that had, you know, a, a terrible quarterback and you put him that high and now he gets a good quarterback and you drop him? I, that one's got my mind blown. I'm like, mm. did Cortland Sutton, like, lose a leg? Like, well, <laughs> down Cortland Sutton. So I got him. Uh, there's other ones like Russell Gage going to Tampa. Yep. He's going to be kind of uh, two if Godwin doesn't come back 100. He he's on my he's going to be on every one of my oh, rosters yeah. this year. I'm yeah. going to have unless we're drafting together. Well, yeah, Russell, <laughs> Russell Gage, Russell Gage. I'm going to put this now. Russell Gage will finish as a top 24 wide receiver this year. You can you can uh, put it in pen. It it's going to happen. Godwin. If Godwin plays. I don't think it does. I don't even think it no. depends on oh, Godwin. Doing that with, oh, okay. I, I don't think it depends That's on Godwin good. at all. all right. You know, you you look at last year. You had the, Tampa will support three viable oh, wide receivers. Yeah. Right. You know, Antonio Brown before his meltdown was still right. top twenty-four in scoring. Yeah, you know, right. Antonio Brown was top twenty-four in scoring. Yeah. Chris Godwin on average would have been top twenty-four in scoring. Mike Evans was top twenty-four in scoring. You know, on average. You can support three players. Oh. The only thing that's going to go wrong for Russell Gage mm-hmm. is he doesn't get the playbook. That's the only thing that if if he is and you know the Buccaneers are not a franchise. Well, they're not the sort of franchise that go out and pay for free agent wide receivers right. that often. Uh, Jason Light did it with Deshaun Jackson, but with Winston that didn't really work because James Winston consistently overthrew Deshaun Jackson, which. <laughs> I still can't get my head around. Yeah, yeah, but but, I mean, like the Buccaneers don't go out with this current front office and and go and they draft wide receivers. They draft a lot of wide receivers. They don't go out in free agency that often and pick up that many. Brishard Perriman's a a cheap little injury cover end of season job. You know, I don't count him in that sort of range. John Brown, you know, three for thirty, which is what they've paid Russell Gage. I think for me Mm -hmm. says this is a guy who. He's been on the radar a while. He's someone who fits into that sort of slot, slot plus kind of role. And I think he's gonna, he's gonna just, he's not gonna be sexy. He's not gonna score a hundred. Tu- he's not gonna score a lot of touchdowns. Probably gonna end up with five, six touchdowns. It's not gonna be a lot, but he's gonna, right. he's gonna have so many eight for eighty games this season. It's just gonna happen so free. Right. He, you just book it down. Russell Gage, eight for eighty-three. Seven, seven for ninety-one. Uh, if you're playing him in a second or third flex, you'll take a six for sixty. That's what I mean. Yeah, twelve, right. twelve point six points. Thanks very much. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, and when you're picking them up in drafts, that's going to outscore pretty much everybody else in that round. We've got uh, I've got a question in from yeah. uh, Blue Eighty Fantasy Sports with Stacey. Um, thoughts on um, Hunter Renfro this season? I, I loved Hunter Renfro last year. He uh, because I knew he was going to get a mo- uh, uh, certainly a, a, a lot of targets because there really wasn't much else there, you know, uh, in Las Vegas. I don't know. I don't think he'll put up last year's numbers, but I also feel like he can definitely put up the consistency because kind of like we were talking, you know, that six for 60 is what I see Hunter Renfro doing on a, you know, on a weekly basis because teams will, you know, Shade a safety over to help double team Devontae Adams. Guess who's running open? It's either Hunter Renfro or Darren Waller, if Darren Waller's healthy. Uh, so I feel like Hunter Renfro can continue to be, I think he'll be a good flex player. Um, I definitely wouldn't draft him as one of my top three receivers, but, you know, uh, let me look and see what his ADP was the last time I was on. Um, I mean, right now he's 
wide receiver 27. I feel like that's going to fall apart. I, I don't think that'll stay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the problem with some of these ADP sites is that they, it's continuous from February. So, you know, he was probably way up and then he got Adams and he keeps dropping down. Yeah, I mean, I guess watch the ADP value. If he's still trying, if he's still going top 36, uh, I'm not sure I'm buying that, but I could definitely buy into him as my wide receiver four. That would, mm-hmm. I would have no problem. Is there is there um is there any wide receivers who overperformed in total points last year who are going to get overdrafted at ADP because of that who you <coughs> won't touch with a ten foot barge pole in drafts at their current ADP because they're not consistent? Well, I'm um, you know again DK Metcalf comes to mind, but that's really more because of the change. Um, well, Jalen Waddle last year was 12th in total points. Consistency was only 22%. Now you're adding Tyreek Hill. So I'm not buying the fact that Waddle can put up last year's numbers. Not with not with Tyreek there. Um, let's see. Can I chuck a name at you, Bob, that I feel yeah. fits what Murph's asked? Mike Evans. Mike Evans can have a 120-yard, two-touchdown game, or he can have two catches for 26 yards. Just as a Buccaneers fan as well. That's how it feels he is. Mm. Well, and he used to be that way. Like right. five years ago, four or five years ago, Mike Evans was my poster boy for inconsistency. He, <laughs> he was my Tyler Lockett. Because yep. um, every year he would be like 55, 60% consistent and be top 12. Mm-hmm. But since Brady's come on board, that has completely changed. So last year he was ninth in total points, 75% consistent, that's hard to beat. The year before, I think he was about the same spot. Top 10 in okay. points, top 10 in consistency. He has been the consistent because with Brady, he's more his touchdown guy. Yeah, um, I was about to say that. Yeah, and so, you know, that's an automatic half of the clutch rate. Just, you know, well, actually, it's more than that because you're getting, even if it's one, it's one catch for 10 yards and a touchdown, you just scored eight points. So, you know, he catches one touchdown a game. He's pretty much already to the clutch, you know, factor. Uh, so I feel like that has certainly helped a lot um, in that okay. realm. But he's also still getting, you know, he still gets those, you know, six for 60. Not even. You know. <laughs> yeah. um, two, two for two. Yeah. He, right. He'll he, have those. I mean, it's, again, he missed, you know, he missed clutch games four times. Mm. But, you know, and so 14, see, that's the thing. We are talking about the difference between, like, running backs, wide receivers, and tight and quarterbacks. You know, he was 75% consistent, which was there's only one or two quarterbacks who were over 75%. He was 14th in yeah. wide receivers. So it's just, like I said, a big difference. Uh, but, yeah, I like Mike Evans, especially if Godwin's, again, not 100%. Um, Brady's going to look at him even more early in the season. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, depending on when he goes, and, and when you look at our sleeper draft here. He's a third he, round. Yeah, third round. Okay, that would make sense. I'm happy uh, with that. Yeah, just to hammer that point on touchdowns is exactly it. Last three seasons with Winston, he went five touchdowns, eight touchdowns, eight touchdowns. With two years of Brady, it's been 13 and 14 touchdowns. (laughs) So, you know, Evans used to get those lines of like four for 36, three for 29. You know, Brady... uh, He still did last year. Yeah, he still had a three for 24, a two for 27, a two for 48. Evans had a a game last year for two, two receptions for two yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, 
that was one of his games last year. Like, it's ridiculous. So he had two receptions, two right. yards, two touchdowns, or three yards. It was something ridiculous. Single-digit right. yards, two receptions, two touchdowns. Like, is as you say, he's the red zone weapon. And and that's the weapon that he, he loves. If, if Gronk doesn't go there, right. you know. We, oh, we, yeah, could re- yeah. we could we could realistically see 17, 18 touchdowns from from Mike Evans. Maybe yeah. he could touch twenty touchdowns as a as a receiver if he stays fit. Um, if Gronk isn't there, because right. he, there's no one else he trusts in the red zone as much as as Evans and Gronk. So, yeah, yeah. I, 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 that's why his consistency has improved. Is because, as you say, because of the touch. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to score an extra seven, eight touchdowns a season, um, yeah. it's a significant. The other thing with Winston too was Winston would throw five touch, five interceptions in the first quarter, so he had to throw the ball eighty times in the second half just to get him back into the game. So you know, Evans had a lot of you know targets and stuff. Just wasn't scoring, but yeah, uh, yeah, I said that one year. I think before they got Brady, Winston was like, I think he was top twelve and in consistency. Um, and maybe even total points, but it was more. I think I don't know as much total points, but because he would still get minus, you know, he minus ten, but then he would have, you know, three hundred fifty yards and three touchdowns just to get him back in the game. And we were like, oh, look, you're in a clutch game, and he sucked. <laughs> yeah, and that that's just I think what happens, isn't it? But in terms of then moving to tight ends, now I have a separate question on on tight ends and yeah. before we get into the players, something I just wanted to ask quickly because I'm unconscious of time is because of the top, because the top is so top heavy, that position mm, where you've got, I disagree. okay. So mm. I was going to ask you one, your thoughts on that. And then secondly, to draft it in is how are you attacking drafts this year based on tight ends? Cause my, my school of thought is I'll either take Travis Kelsey or I'm going to just punt the position mm-hmm. and I'll just take someone. I'll, I'll draft someone late or I won't draft anyone and I'll pick someone up because I think you can find just as much success off the waiver wire or from someone late. If you know what you're doing, than just drafting one because those middle round tight ends never really pan out or very rarely. So what, what are your thoughts on it? How does the consistency guide stack up with tight ends? Well, I mean, in the old days and by old days, I mean, two years ago, Kelsey was so far ahead of everybody. Totally made sense. Um, You know, when George Kittle was healthy all season long, it was right up there. It was made sense. And we've had Mark Andrews up there in the past. This past year, Kelsey was actually second in total points. Actually, 30-some points, 36 points, uh, 34 points behind Andrews. All of a sudden, to me, okay, yeah, Tyreek leaves. Okay, so won't they just double Kelsey? Um, so I'm kind of worried about Kelsey, yet he's still in our mock drafts. Is going in the second round. Uh, Andrews is going in the third round. And I, I can understand that. Um, both, you know, Andrews was 88% consistent last year. Kelsey was 75. Um, but there's so many other tight ends, and I've always kind of been a – I stay away from the big boys, and I'll just get – and I get it. I've been burned last year. Um, one of my guys, I think, was Hawkinson. Didn't work out. Uh, he wasn't terrible, but he was seventh in consistency, but he missed four games and was 15th total points. But Dalton Schultz is my guy. Second in total points last year. His consistency was 76%, which I'm sorry, he's third in total points, second in consistency. He was higher than Kelsey. We look at Dallas, and he did that last year with Cooper, 
Lamb. Gallup, I think, was hurt, but I don't remember how many games he missed. Uh, and then Cedric Wilson. Cooper's gone. Wilson's gone. And Gallup may not be back until October. Mm-hmm. Who else are they going to throw to other than C.D. Lamb? To me, it's Dalton Schultz. So I don't see why his his ADP now is he's tight in five. It's not terrible. Fifth round. Um, but usually doesn't go that high. In fact, in ours, I was looking, he went – where did Schultz go? Why can't I find Schultz? <laughs> did nobody – oh, come on. Somebody had to draft him. Someone drafted him. Let's have a look. Uh... Oh, there we go. So he went in the middle of the eighth round. So I, the, the fifth round mock or ADP, I don't see that happening. Um, but so he's one. Zach Ertz is my other guy. And Tyler Higby. Mm-hmm. I mean, Zach Ertz last year, fifth in total points, ninth in consistency. D-Hop misses the first six games. Um, so, you know, again, if they can draft him late, that's fine. And then Tyler Higby is the one that just blows my mind. He's tight end 21. How is this possible? He was 14th in total points, fifth in consistency. And I think I've drafted him, him, I think, yeah, I drafted him again in this one in round 10. Those three guys, if they could just match, you're getting such value there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if you want Kelsey, go get Kelsey. I, I'm not going to argue with you. I get it. But if I can draft any of these three in rounds, you know, eight, nine, ten, maybe I'll draft two of them. And then in case one of them just doesn't really match it. But, again, Higby in for the Rams, you know, they lose Robert Woods, but they get Allen Robinson. Um, they've got Cooper Cup. They have a eh, running back scenario. We hope we, we hope Akers is healthy. So I see Matt, you know, and I'm going to get, I'm drafting Matthew Stafford in my leagues too. So I feel like that Stafford to Higby was such a good combination last year. Um, I think in the second half, yeah, Higby was, you know, last three games. But I mean, he really showed, I mean, in fact, oh, I know what I wanted to go over. Um, Higby, in the first seven weeks was five for seven. And that's when they had Robert Woods. So a lot of people are like, oh, well, he had all his numbers in the end of the year when Robert Woods was hurt. Actually, that's not the case. They brought in Odell and then Odell kind of got a little bit more. But when they had Robert Woods, Rob- Woods, Higby and Cooper on the field at the same time, he was five of seven. I mean, that's again, 75, okay. you know, 75%. So. That's why I like those three guys. That's what I'm going with. I mean, certainly there's, you know, and I think there's more depth. I think there's more, you know, again, Kyle Pitts, George Kittle, Darren Waller. And those are all good tight ends too. So mm. I still feel like you need to reach for Kelsey. If you do, I'm yeah. not going to argue with anybody. But I feel like there's a lot more depth. I mean, I, I did talk about Dallas Goddard, uh, Hawkinson coming back and staying healthy, Dawson Knox, Friermuth, um in Pittsburgh. You know, that, that he could be a, a security blanket for the new quarterbacks coming in. So I feel like there's a lot more depth, a little bit deeper than what I've seen in the past. Um, yeah. Where I was all over Kelsey. But but that's my point is that, you know, those the, the, those players you've listed in the mock draft that we're talking about. So this is with analysts, which is why we hold it to some mm-hmm. esteem um, because we do it monthly. It's the same people in the same spot. So we see that consistency of who's drafting what. Got our eight point uh, third pick in the eighth round. Dalton Schultz eighth round, eight eight. Tyler Higby, as you said, tenth round. 
Uh, Dawson Knox, 11th round, 11.4. You know, uh, Hunter Henry, 11.10. Pat Freemuth, you mentioned, 11.8. This is where I don't buy this argument that you need to go and get um, a a tight end in the third round, the fourth round, the fifth round, the sixth round. Very rarely do those tight ends... Mark Andrews didn't, and then people are going to say to me, well, Mark Andrews worked out last year. Yes, he did. Um, but I can give you 20 examples where he didn't. Sterling Shepard, when he was being drafted in the fourth, fifth round every year. Um, what about the years where, you know, the thing with with Mark Andrews, and this is my biggest worry with Mark Andrews, is he's always a one player good, one year good, one year not. And mm-hmm. that's his entire career. He has good year, not good year, good year, not good year, good year. Mm-hmm. That's, that's his trajectory. Mm-hmm. So if you're sitting there drafting, Mark Andrews at his ceiling when he's had the best year he's going to have. He's right. not going to repeat that year. Right. Like that's your that's your it's not gonna happen. So I can't draft Mark Andrews. The thing with Kelsey, and I get and I get the point, listen, I a hundred percent get it. If you don't want to I understand not drafting him because of the cost, mm-hmm. but he consistently puts up the points. He's consistently going right. to give you that advantage. That is what you pay for. It is an advantage. Would you prefer other players there? Hundred percent. I can. I can. I could make the case either way, but I, at least I half understand it. But when you look at tight end scoring, I mean, it's it's so bad in that fourth, fifth, sixth round historically. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I do this thing where I look at drafted by round players, and the sixth round perennially for tight ends, the best year for tight end scoring in the sixth round players that were drafted at tight end was in 2018 over the last four years. And they were scoring seven and a half points a game. Oh, Oh, if you drafted tight ends in round 10 last year, they were getting you 12 points a game on average. That was probably Schultz or Higby. (laughs) Exactly that. That's what's pushing it up. You know, the same in 2020, the same in 2019, that sort of ninth, 10th round, Mm-hmm. Is is that sweet spot for tight end? That's where again I just say, just punt it till later because it's not worth that investment in capital. As you said, with guys like Pitts, with guys, right? You know, you have to take a guy that high. They have to be number one in scoring, and they have to be number one in scoring by 50, mm-hmm. 40 points to make it and, worthwhile. And there's another tight end that's not even getting drafted, and I get it, and I know why, but. Cameron Brait, yeah. The last year that Gronk wasn't there, or Gronk or OJ Howard wasn't there. Now that's five years ago. Cameron Brait was top twelve in both points and consistency. I think it was mm-hmm. twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen. You yeah. gotta believe if Gronk doesn't come and play, Brait could be that guy again. Get looking at flex. Got two tight ends or a flex type, whatever the case may be. You could see him being top 15. Yeah, 100%. Because, so, you know, now, will Bronk make a decision a week four? Yeah, <laughs> that's the problem. And I get yeah. that. But, you know, again, like if you're in a best ball, 30 rounds kind of stuff, and you're just like, I don't even know where to go in round 28, get Cam a break. Because he can yeah, help yeah. you for seven, seven, eight weeks until Bronk decides, well, all right, I'm done with my Vegas trip. I guess I'll go play the rest of the year and win another title. Because um, Cameron Bray, between 2016 and, and 2018, he was the only tight end in the NFL to have scored six touchdowns or more in each of those seasons. 
There you go. Last season, he scored four with yeah. Gronk there. Yeah. So he's not he's not a nothing player. No, he's not if, a nobody. If, that's what I mean. If Gronk isn't yeah. there, he's going to get seven, eight touchdowns, which is good right. enough for, as you say, right. a top 15 tight Right. So, you know, again, I think there's always stuff to just have to look and you have to think it through. You know, a lot of people are just, you know, I still see Gronk going wherever he's going, seventh, eighth round. Yeah, I get it. he's not going where he would if we knew he's going to play, but people are still drafting him. I'm in best ball drafts and that kind of stuff. And I'm like, really? Somebody's taking Gronk at round seven. Okay. That, you know. I, got, I got him in round 13 in our analyst draft. There you go. Right. And I get it. If you're going to pick him there, because it's a second tight end or even a first tight end, because, you know, if he doesn't play, you'll just pick up somebody. Yeah. Um, but like I said, and there's just so many players like that that could get back. I mean, Logan Thomas rarely drafted. Just yeah. two years ago, he was top, I think, top, top 12. Four. You know, Gerald Everett. Nobody's mentioned Gerald Everett this year. My guy. Yeah, Gerald Everett. Um, Robert Tanyan. Remember him two years ago <laughs> when he was top 12? Or top five, I think, in total points of consistency. He gets hurt. He's totally forgotten about. Guess what? Aaron Rodgers loved him when he was on the field. So he's yep. going to be – I mean, Mo Alley-Cox now becomes the tight end main t- – only tight end main main tight end in Indianapolis with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan loves his tight end. So I feel like there are so many guys – like I feel like you could just draw a name out of a hat and you might get a top ten tight end just with a draw. Because yep. you don't – Hayden Hurst to the Bengals is – Happens every year. CJ Zuma at the Jets. Yeah, Hunter Henry yeah. last year. So many. You know. Um, so many. Irv Smith didn't play at all. Yeah. You know, he's the only guy in Minnesota. You know, I mean, Tyler Conklin last year was 16th in total points. And he's usually, you know, nobody even heard of Tyler Conklin. Like I said, Uzuma was another one. Kind of just came out of nowhere. We haven't talked about Evan Ingram in Jacksonville. John New Smith coming back. Uh, like you said, Gerald Everett, uh, Gasecki in Miami, uh, Dallas Goddard in Philadelphia. I mean, he was top 11 in both points and consistency. And nobody's even talking about Dallas Goddard. <laughs> so much there. But like you said, and I, I think you hit the point on you know, the nail on the head, Murph, is that you're just not getting a lot of points out of this position. I mean, the number 12 in total points last year, believe it or not, you want to take a shot at it? Anybody want to guess? 12 number 12, 12, number 12 last year was oh, uh, not Jimmy Graham. Uh, no, wrong year. Um, last year? Yeah. yeah. Last year. God, I'm trying to think. No offense. No offense. Okay. okay. I thought, I thought Anybody guess out. that? Anybody even – did that even – Cross your mind. I was gonna, I was gonna go Jared Cook, but yeah, I was, yeah, I, was, I, I called Komet in my head, and I'm and like, then, and then I remembered he didn't score any touchdowns. So I was yeah. like, can't be Jared, um, it can't be Cole Komet. You know, he had 159 points. Mark Andrews scored 297, practically doubled. You know, Kelsey was 263, Schultz was 200, so he's 50 points. And so there's there is a disparity, but the problem is. Did anybody know Dalton Schultz was going to be third in total points or Zach Ertz be fifth? Hell, I had Zach Ertz in so many leagues because nobody wanted him because they thought he was going to share the year yeah. with, with Goddard. And I would just draft him as like my backup tight end or late round tight end. So I'm like, well, if he goes to another team. It's the same issue after the Cubs took Trey McBride. Exactly. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, so like I said, tight ends is just a weird one this year. Um, those are the guys I'm leaning towards, you know, like I said, but I, I surely could not argue with anybody going, well, but Hawkinson didn't come back and, you know, he was still seventh in consistency at 67%, but he missed four games or five games. So if he plays, he's top 10, you know, and so it's just so much there. Uh, it just makes it quite interesting um, to who to, who you can you trust and count on because they could also go the other way like some of these other guys did, you know. Yeah, 100%. I have loved this show, I have to say. This is – what Bob's done and what he's created is how my mind works and how I've played fantasy without kind of putting the numbers to it, if that makes sense. So Yeah, I hear that a lot of people. They'll be like, I yeah. wondered about consistency – but I had never found anybody that really put it out there where it made sense. And I could then with, you know, and, and I get that so many times of people, you know, I got a couple of people already just bought my book this year. And one guy just hit me up on Twitter and he's like, Bob, I've been looking for this for years. I can't believe I never heard about it until now. And, and he bought the book and subscribed to the site the hmm. first day. So you heard the thing from cover to cover. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> and another one next year. Yeah. Yeah, there will be because it's it's a great toolkit as I keep saying, and you know you have to you have to go out and buy it, and and you know we're going to do a competition. So if you want to win um, a copy of of Bob's book, we will be giving away a few copies. Um, here's what I want you to do: I want you to, you know, when you find this show on Twitter, and I'll put it as the pinned tweet. All you need to do is retweet it, and then in the comments underneath, just do the hashtag I love consistency. And make sure you follow Bob as well. I'm going to check because you should be following Bob anyway. But Bob, you follow Bob, retweet the show in the comments underneath. Hashtag I love consistency. Perfect. And then what we'll do next week, Dan, you and I will draw and we'll give we away will. some copies of Bob's book. And yep. they'll be the hard copies, by the way. Oh, thank um, you. so they'll be the hard copies hmm. from Amazon. We're going to give away um, a few copies of that. So. Make sure you do that. Hashtag I love consistency um, and retweet the show. Thank you. And then you will you will get that. Yeah. I'm going to buy a couple of hard copies to go to you, the UK FFC event. So um, there's a raffle there. Um, just quickly, if I may, Bob, that there's tickets still on sale. It's at underscore UK FFC online. Um, anybody that buys a ticket for the event before the end of this month, we also have a sfb 12 spot up for grabs so Ooh, anybody awesome. that's attended and bought a ticket all proceeds are going to mind mental health charity here in the uk awesome. um from the event so anybody that's got a ticket go get it uh, and you'll be in that draw for the sfb 12 spot as well and we'll see them in july and bob we will see you in 2023 hopefully i will be there 2023 <laughs> guys murph anything else you want to run no, through or we bob, tell, tell everyone where they can find the site um, yep. where they can find you, reach out. And you, you're so good at answering people on, on Twitter that I'm sure there'll be people with questions. Um, oh, yeah. Any questions? If this, Like you said, if you're listening about this and hearing about consistency in this in the first time, that's uh, <laughs> our friends um, at Bugs UK. Bugs UK, I love it. All right. We hit it. We got, we got it. Um, so on Twitter, at Bob underscore Lung, uh, I do have now an at big guy FS. So big guy fantasy sports, the website is back after a year hiatus. So that's all brand spanking new. Please check that out as well. 
um, also at the FF Expo. So if you live in the States or just want to make a trip to the States, uh, certainly come to the Expo in August. We'll see you there for that. Um, and uh, really just looking, thank you again, guys, for having me. And uh, can't wait to see you guys in 2023. And hopefully then someday you guys will head our direction for our Expo. Definitely. Definitely going to happen. Um, and I'm looking forward to eventually having a, having a beverage with you, Bob, and enjoying oh, it in wait, person because it's been... Wait. You know, we've spoken for, for quite a few years now, and oh, it's yeah. nice to uh, do you that. Be, his wife shopping in Paris, we've really mm-hmm. figured that out. So. 100%. <laughs> but, you know, this has gone long, but I think you'll find it's all worthwhile. Um, Rush Nation, go follow Bob. Go buy a copy of the book. Um, do enter F- uh, FCE Eliminators. Try and yes. get an F- uh, yeah, spot that. that way. Buy your tickets to the UK FFC. Um, you get to, you know, the best thing about going to the UK, FFC, if you don't get the SFB 12 spot, you get to meet Dan, because um, Dan's an absolute legend. <laughs> I, I'm scanning tickets on the door, so don't worry. That, you're I mean, everybody. Meet Dan. That way, I, you yeah. know, I'm lucky enough to meet Dan a few times in person, so I can trust you he's an absolute legend. So uh, that, meeting Dan is worth the price of admission. Like, But there's some really amazing people so. uh, going as well. So uh, check out that. Check out the expo. Check out everything that's going on at 5 Year Rush. Amazing content, amazing life yep, going yep. out there. The book will be out at some point. However, Bob, thank you so much for coming. Everyone at home, thank you so much for watching. Yeah, guys. Yeah, nice meeting you for the first time. Awesome. Thank you, sir. And until next week, don't forget, keep rushing. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 